Hey, welcome to our show. This is our first show ever. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time. My name is my, my name is David. That's my brother Ray. And who are we, Ray? Preachers from the bleachers. That's right. Uh, sports fans for a long, long time. Talked about sports for years and years. We've known each other almost fifteen years now. Almost fifteen years. Yeah. yeah and so. I mean, not to not to cut you off, but we just. You know, as you say, been talking about doing this for a long time. We just finally decided to, you know, do it and bring, um, do what we always do. We just really just two cats talking about sports like we always do. We get Actually, heated. Nothing's changed. We're just recording it. No, exactly. Ain't nothing changed. Just two dudes talking about sports <laughs> with two extreme different opinions. And that's how we came up with this whole concept. Like, man, we, we might need to uh, put this on a podcast or something. That's right. That's right. So we, uh, we're going to preach at, at you uh, folks from the bleachers because we are bleachers. We are the fans in the bleachers. Uh, that's who we are. And uh, so let's let's start first. We'll let you guys know a little bit about who we are. So. Ray, talk to me a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're from, who your team allegiances are in different sports and whatever else. Well, um, I'm Ray, and I'm a Scorpio. No, I'm just playing. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, and um, I love the Bears, Bulls, White Sox, and bleep, can you kind of beat right there? Bleep yeah. out the stinking Cubbies. I do not like the Cubbies at all. Don't bring up the Cubbies. I hate the Cubbies. <laughs> I don't, none of that. Yeah. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, and the Blackhawks. Why don't you like the Cubbies? Man, this hey man, them Northsiders, man. Wrigley Field is a joke. <laughs> now I, I ain't talking about Wrigley Field with the new owner, Ricketts. Them seem like good folk. They seem like they doing everything that, you know, trying to do it right, if you will. But when I was coming up in Chicago, Wrigley Field, if you don't know, if you've never been to Wrigley Field, never been to Chicago, Wrigley Field sits. Around it sits right smack dab in the middle of a bunch of bars, yeah. And yeah. so, therefore, Wrigley Field is nothing but a big old bar. And yeah. people don't go to the game to watch the game, they go to watch to get drunk, eat some hot dogs. And listen, ain't nothing wrong with getting drunk and eating some hot dogs, but I want to watch the game too. That's not really necessarily something that's first and foremost on the mind of the people yeah. that go to Cubby games. Well, Ferris Bueller had a great time there, so you know. <laughs> that's my point right there alright so he's from Chi-Town loves all the Chi-Town teams except for the Cubs so he's going to argue from that point a lot let that be the last time we mentioned the Cubs <laughs> alright last time well, I can't say last time it depends on how they're doing in, in, the, in the pennant race and all that kind of stuff But you're right uh, all right. so my name is David I'm originally from North Carolina I live in Dallas uh, but uh, a lot of my allegiances are North Carolina um I do love the Dallas Mavericks. I am a basketball fan first and foremost. And a lot of that comes from the fact that my father got his uh, master's degree at Duke when I was 10 years old. And so we were living there. Uh, I am a pre-Coach K Duke fan, so I've been around that long. Um, so they were playing for the championship in uh, 1978 against... Before they uh, were winning. You were a Duke fan when they were losing. I would, hey, they were winning in 1978. They won the championship game against Kentucky. So was they that, lost. That, they lost that game. Was that, a, was that an NCAA sanctioned game, though? It was. It was the, the NCAA championship. <laughs> so, like I said, I was living. I was living near Durham when that happened. Dad and I watched that on TV, you know, our little three-channel TV back then. Uh, but uh, so that's that's where my love of basketball comes from. Um, 
So I am a Duke fan in college ball. And Ray forgot to tell you he is a Kentucky Wildcats fan in college basketball. Big Blue Nation! <laughs> Uh, also in uh, football, I am a Panthers fan. When I grew up, we didn't really have a football team uh, there in Carolina, so uh, we rooted for the Washington Redskins, which made things difficult when we moved to Texas. But uh, uh, Panthers usually uh, eventually showed up, and uh, I became a Panthers fan. Not a Cam Newton fan, but a Panthers fan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, like I said, a Dallas Mavericks fan. So I've been a Mavericks fan since, you know, right after the Moody Madness, right in the uh, 1990 uh, range is when up, I started listening to that. You bring up the whole Dallas fan, don't I mean? We probably should have told the people that uh, we met in Dallas. Yes. And you know, I lived in Dallas for many years before I came out here to the West Coast, out here to Sin City in Las Vegas. But uh, that might be the why we telling people the genesis of this uh, preachers from the bleachers. Yes. We might want to tell them how we met in Dallas. All right. Uh, so. Uh, we met at a bar, but we met didn't meet at a bar drinking. We we met at a bar uh, being bouncers, a place called <laughs> the Beagle. So, uh, you know, that was it was a, I gotta say it was a great time. Uh, we, we weren't the kind of people that beat people up when we kicked them out or any of that kind of stuff. If I if I had to, you know, if it took me two more minutes to get somebody out of the bar just by telling, hey, you know, sir, really we gotta go and come back tomorrow, but you gotta leave tonight. That's fine. That's who I was. Ray was a little less. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you ever beat up nobody or oh, push anybody now. No. I was only aggressive. I give what you give me. If you give me love, I give you love. If you give me a hate, yeah. I'm gonna take it. I'm but, gonna take it all the way. To but you got you got that big voice, man. When you raise that voice at somebody, they're like, "Oh, this is some serious stuff." So I better go. So. It's a good voice. When I hear myself, you know, as a, a black man in America, I don't hear black coming out my voice. It sounds like some corny white boy. That uh, works a nine to five pencil job, but it's um, it's just something that I acquired over time. So yeah. if you hear big voice, that makes me sound, you know, I feel better about myself. If you do. You, you have a very big <laughs> voice, and you you project very well. So anyway, that's what you know. We spent several years there, having a lot of fun, uh, watching drunk people act like idiots, uh, watching some of them get arrested for acting like idiots, and uh, uh, you know, that's those were great times. Just uh, we had a great time doing it. And that's that's uh, where our conversation started. Sitting on the door, <laughs> sitting on the door at the Beagle, and uh, just have great conversations every night. So I think we, we might have been talking about this for the last maybe eight or ten years, but that's where the eight conversation started. But that's yeah. where it started. Yeah, right there on the Beagle, back on the VIP door, looking at boobs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, and ladies did dress to impress and then come in. So, <laughs> I, won't, I, I won't say so, that was a terrible thing. So what's next on the agenda, brother? So what's next on the agenda? You guys know who we are. So let's uh, let's let's go to the hot hand right now and talk about uh, just some things that are that are, that are sort of in the forefront of the public and uh, going on in sports. Uh, of course, we got to talk about the situation with all the sports being shut down, like, like coronavirus. I kind of wanted to start it out saying something about uh, XFL. <laughs> going bankrupt again so you know I, I thought that guy put enough money into it to last for three years but i guess he needed to count on uh, some of the ad revenue and stuff like that coming from television stations and radio stations all that broadcast stuff to to keep moving in uh in revenue so where he could afford some of the stuff later on so man that man just changed his mind he yeah. said he allocated 
500 million dollars. I don't know about you, but it's easy to see. They didn't spend 500 million dollars this year. I think he just changed his mind. I think he just realized, you know what? I put 500 million dollars into this bucket. I put a little hard, a little sweat. Excuse me. I put all these things into this and COVID-19 knocked me out cuz yeah. like you say he might have been he might have been expecting to make some revenue. Yeah. But who, but what good businessman? And we know the dude got to be a good businessman. He a billionaire, took something and made it into, I mean, he took a regional sport. Wrestling yeah. used to be a regional sport at one time, right? He took what was regional, made it all one national thing, and then took it to the stock market. So we know the dude is a good businessman. I'm just saying he did everything right. I just simply think the brother just changed his mind. It may be, but I was kind of thinking, you know, he put in 500 million and all the ad revenue and the revenue from tickets and, and, and concessions and all that kind of stuff was going to make up that other money. And maybe it was going to cost a billion for those three years. He put in that half and that other half was going to come from the revenue. So maybe that's the case, maybe not. But you, that kind of seems like he, he he's done this before. He put a lot more thought into it this time than he did the first time. And I, I, it could be that he just said, you know what, I'm going to lose my ass here. So I'll just go ahead and declare bankruptcy now and, and but, be done with it. But how is, how is losing for, for a billionaire like him, yeah. not, not for a poor folk, but for a billionaire like him, what's $500 million? That's, he that's, write that well, off. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever, hey, he got it, though. But yeah. I'm saying whatever it is he lost this year, yeah, that's just a write-off for all that money he made in the WWE. Whatever he making, it's just a write-off. So that's why I keep harping on that. I think the dude just changed his mind. Like, I don't know why he changed his mind. I don't, like you say, maybe it was a revenue thing. Maybe he was hoping to make, maybe he was hoping not to lose as much money in yeah. the first year. You yeah. see what I'm saying? That could have been part of the plan. But I mean, I feel sad for all the players that, that was going to have an opportunity to uh, just play again and maybe get back into the NFL. That cat, what's it, PJ Walker? Is that the yeah. name? Yeah. He back yeah. in the NFL because of that. And that's a, that's a good segue because I was that's where I was going to kind of go next with this and say, look, you know, so the XFL, they played five games, right? So some people got some some uh, screen time. They got they got to play. They got to say, hey, you know, I'm good at this or I'm not. And so P.J. Washington signed with my Carolina Panthers. I'm, I'm, I'm sad we let Kyle Allen go. I thought he was promising. I know he was young, but he was. Let him go. Yeah, he's a, he's with Washington. I think they traded him to Washington. So Ron Rivera, who is his coach in Carolina, is now his coach. Yeah. So, but PJ Washington also is going to the team uh, where his college coach is. So, you know, this is kind of right. the guy that helped him get yes. in the in a, get into the NFL XSL. Yes. Back to the NFL. So maybe. I, yes, I was just gonna say, is there anybody else that you can think of that 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 you saw in the XFL that you think might make it? Uh, into the NFL this year. I mean, there's a couple. I know it's at least one other dude that played, but you know, I was kind of hoping Cardell Jones would get back in. Man, like the dude got a big arm. I don't know if he ain't got big brains or not. I don't know. I ain't saying he dumb or nothing. I'm just saying the dude got a big arm. Um, but um, I mean, as Jamarcus Russell had a big arm too. So, but I don't think that's the same individual. Jamarcus looked like he has, you know, 
some old southern country boy. I don't really want to do it. I just want to eat these biscuits and gravies kind of type attitude. Mm-hmm. Cardell seemed like he might want to work to me. And that was a big arm. And so I'm just kind of like hoping maybe he would get back here. Not that I'm a Buckeye fan or anything. I just like yeah. to do it. You know, my, my dad lives in Ohio. They live 45 miles away from there. So I'm kind of, they're, they're Buckeyes fans because of that. So I, I kind of hope he goes back in. Uh, there's a couple other guys that I think, you know, that already have names familiar to the NFL that I think they might uh, end up back in there, like uh, Cameron Artis Payne, probably be a backup somewhere. I think Landry Jones. I think Landry Jones actually had offers from the NFL to be backup somewhere. He did. So I heard that. He did. So he's probably going to be back there. Um, I don't know. I know probably most of those guys will be in camps somewhere, and uh, we'll we'll see who's talking about uh, – in preseason, hey, this guy played for the XFL, this team, that team, whatever, and, and, and you know, that's why he's getting a look. What camp? <laughs> Ain't no uh, NFL camp. Who they talk what? about doing first year. You just see that the joint where it says the first year, um, first year in first year coaches are gonna be doing a virtual camp. I seen this because they were saying that Dak wasn't gonna show up to the, the well, virtual camp. Now I don't know how virtual camp works. Are you gonna be on a video screen watching a guy do push-ups? Like, no. how's that supposed to work? I think guys will train together. I think there'll be a lot less contact to start with. But, but I, you know, I'm sure right now guys are all they're all tra- training in their gyms, their home gyms. They're probably doing it with one or two of their friends. I, I think that stuff is probably still going on. So I think it may not be July camp. It may not, you know, whatever they do summer camps. It might be August, something like that. But I, I, you know, I think something. Some things are going to get back to normal a little bit, but they'll they'll probably adjust that for less contact and all that kind of stuff, and and, and a lot more monitoring of their their players' health. Well, well, who's first? Who's got to come back first? I don't know. I mean, do we we scrap basketball right now, or we is basketball going to be first? Do we scrap? Well, do we bring back baseball? Right. Like somebody got to come back first. Some so some sport has to come back. That's what I was thinking about talking about next. Is like, I mean, do you think there's going to be an NBA season or if there are playoffs even? If, if, if that, I'm gonna be real honest. They, I think NBA want another se- wants to have part of the season. I know the players want to have part of the season. It just, it probably doesn't feel right to them. It feels incomplete. Yeah. But the later and later it gets, the <clears throat> reality is, we might have to go NCAA. Uh, uh, BCS championship, what you know, what is it called? But whatever it is, I'm trying to get to is it looks yeah. like they just let's do a 14 playoff, maybe a yeah. 16 playoff. I don't see them coming back. It's already right, you know, it's almost May. Or, you know, what I mean, it's it's late April, it's not gonna happen if they don't happen tomorrow. Like, if stuff don't right. be put into place tomorrow, and you know, I don't work for the NBA or baseball and none of that, obviously, but these people got to be working on these contingency plans every day. But it's a contingency plan that changes every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever gets gets on the stage for the CDC and say, well, we're going we gonna to have two more weeks of closed down, shutdowns, and yeah. social distancing and all of that there. But so that might be the case, then we they two more weeks away. You, you know what I would like to see? I, this this won't happen, but I think it'd be kind of cool to, to make the NBA playoffs like the NCAA tournament. And so all, all teams start to play. Was it 30 or 32 teams? It's 32. And, and no, in the, in, the, in the NBA. It's, I, would, I always forget the count. Yeah, one, NFL, one of them's... Yeah, yeah the one case of them's, might be. One of them's 30, one of them's 32. But 
but play it like uh, uh, the NCAA tournament, and then like for the first two rounds until you get down to like the final four, then it's all single elimination, or 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 with uh, with each round. Okay, so the first round is uh, single elimination. The second round is best of three. The third round is best of three. Then when you get down to the final four, it's best of five. And I like it. A championship is best of seven. Something like that. So that'd be kind I of like cool. And I like everybody's so in. Who am I going to take? So if, is that what so you, if you in, No. So if oh. you end the playoffs right now, you were saying those are the teams that you're taking. Yeah. yeah. But and all teams play, though. You see what I'm saying? Well, like you're going to put everybody in the playoffs. Everybody's in the first round of 32. That's a real sweet of you right there. You well, know, everybody yeah. get a ribbon. You see, everybody get a not, ribbon. It's not. Hey man, I'm so, a Chicago Bulls fan. We don't have no damn business one in game, the playoffs. One game. And, and <laughs> the first we round. Don't just... <laughs> it does, but but everybody gets a chance to play again. Everybody gets a little more revenue. It's exciting. It's because you know how excited people get about the NCAA tournament, man. I, I feel you, but anything can happen in a tournament. Yeah, any, like any, any nope. one game, any one, any one game. game, any one game. You know what else can happen in one game? You right. can mess around and get Kobe White hurt for the Bulls. I don't need none of that. You need to come back strong. Oh, come on. He played a whole season. Don't give me that. The one game, he's going to get hurt and be out for the next yeah. Hey, hey, he rose. That's what I'm I, talking about. I, Maybe he might go out like that. And they have the audacity yeah. to put out there that Tom Thibodeau might be back. Man, he's going to kill Kobe White just like he did D. Rose. <laughs> Got my man out there playing fifty-seven minutes a game, and there's only forty-eight in the in the doggone game. Some some of that bulls love right there. <laughs> so anyway, I I think that would be kind of a cool playoff format. Just it would, it would garner a lot of interest, and uh, and uh, everybody gets to play. Everybody gets a little revenue. They get you know everybody gets to see their team for at least one game. But you know whatever. So the drafts are coming up too. So. One of the things that I thought about, you know, if we go straight into the playoffs from the NBA, the NBA draft comes up. You know what I thought was really cool about this is that because of the NBA season ended where it did, no team got to go fully into tank mode. So, I mean, there were, there were some teams that weren't doing well, but you didn't, you didn't get to that last month or two and then just tank everything. So your team kind of really is what it is at this point. So because nobody really got to tank. So your your record is more reflective of who your team really is. So that is going to make the NBA draft more realistic this year, and I think that's pretty cool. So, because uh, man, I hate it when people tank. You know that. So, and uh, I think most people hate it when people tank, unless it's their team and they just want to get that number one draft pick. So, uh, but this this might not be the year for the number one draft you're, pick. You're, you're right. We're not drafting Zion this year. That was right. last year. So if we're right. gonna draft somebody, I mean, so maybe that maybe that might be the reason why they ain't tanking. I don't believe in John Weisman. Do you do? No. Do you believe what's the kid out of Georgia? I have no idea other than his big NBA body why they saying he could be the number one pick. I'm yeah. just gonna be honest with you. Uh, I know this might sound bad on some degree or some level. Um I got the number one pick. I might have to take the ball, boy. I'm just being honest. I'm gonna take this. I'm just saying. Trade. And then, and then, and then what's even worse? 
Golden Skate could end up with the number one pick. That just somehow, someway don't seem right to me. Wow. I know they was injured, but if I'm picking any time after Golden State, I'm going to have to ask for a recount of them balls. Whatever them balls they put in there, they need to wait Golden oh. State's ball. It oh, should not even have the opportunity to come to the top. I mean, they, they had... They had the injuries for that poor record. I mean, Steph was out. He was out longer than he should have been. Clay was out. I get it. I get it. They, they, lost, it. they lost KD. They lost Iggy. You know, they played with scrubs this year. A lot of those guys on the, on the end of that bench were scrubs. They started some scrubs yeah. this year. And, the, and them scrubs played hard. But the reality is that we already knew. I get it. We can't change the rules. I'm just saying it's wrong because you're – no, you know Clay coming back. You know Steph coming back, and they injury, or it, are they coming back from an injury, or are they coming back fresh? Both. Yeah. So you know, and it just don't seem right, brother. It just don't seem right. Like let's be like I say, drafting the ball boy number one. <clears throat> Can you imagine him bringing the ball up with Steph on one wing and Curry on the other wing? That's not fair. That's just not fair, man. That's not fair. Because the, the ball so, kid might have a lot of limitations, but passing it yeah. with some style and some flair and sometimes some substance, well, and that ain't a weakness. Tell everybody why you really hate the Golden State Warriors. Because they're they a jump-shooting team. Oh, you? Lord! No, We're going to jump into that right now? I can't stand <laughs> jump-shooting teams. Basketball is played Inside out from the beginning of time, there's only been two NBA champions where they shot jump shots and win. One was the Golden State Warriors, and the one was your Dallas Mavericks. So. Thank you very much. Led by Dork. <laughs> Dork <McVitie>. All right. <laughs> you want to get into should, this argument? That, no, we ain't going to get into it, man. We got to say something. We got to do more yeah. than one show. All right. We'll get into that later. So one thing I'm going to miss this year about uh, the NBA being gone and all that kind of stuff is I, I'm sure they're probably going to cancel Summer League. So just to let you guys know that uh, uh, since Ray moved to Vegas a couple years ago, I have gone to Vegas every year for the Summer League. We buy some tickets and go to two or three days of the games and all that kind of stuff. And it's the coolest atmosphere I think I've ever been in. I think um, you got, you're walking around the same halls, and, and by the same halls, I mean a foot away from People like Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, uh, Ray got a good picture with uh, what Elton Brand, right? I mean, there's uh, we sat a couple seats away from Jawan Howard and God Sham God, and 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 so they're all sitting in the stands with you, and it is just the coolest thing. And uh, I know a lot of people like to get autographs and stuff like that. I kind of like to leave those folks alone, but it's just for me, it's just a fan for a basketball lover. I mean, these are the legends of of uh, of uh, NBA and college basketball, and I, I just love being in that atmosphere. So well, I'm, gonna... I'm so glad I'm so glad you said college basketball when you said legend and and God Chef God. God. God but, but I feel what you're saying now. There was plenty of legends that do be walking around there. You just don't recognize them because they're a little old, little gray, and a little crippled. But I keep sometimes I I be sitting next to a dude and I be looking at I be like I know that guy. I was like I know I know this dude. I just need the younger version so I can. I can't picture him. I'd be trying to look at his 
yeah. at his lanyard to see if I can see his name. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Now, now, then the cats, I might want to get an autograph. I don't want no autographs from nobody younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't a legend. You ain't a legend to me. If you, yeah, if you ain't a legend to me, if you ain't older than me, you just better at basketball than I ever could have been. But that make a legend. And, so, let me scratch that. Except for my main man, my brother from another mother, Kobe. Kobe younger than me. If Kobe was still living and walking down summer league, I'd be all over there like a high school girl well, talking about Kobe. Kobe, can I get your autograph? Yeah. <laughs> well, some of those guys, like Kobe and the big dudes, like LeBron and stuff like that, they got you know the backstage passes or whatever, so that you won't see them in the halls. But a lot of the other guys, you will. So I mean, they'll be down with their teams and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, if Kobe was there, he would have been down with the Lakers team. He wouldn't have been up, you know, hanging out with us. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's cool. So I'm really gonna miss, miss that this LeBron, year. You're absolutely right. LeBron was there, but he came. But I mean, you know, he came through the back door somewhere. Next thing you know, we were sitting on the bench. Yeah. But all the other cats, coaches, legends, as we was talking about. I, uh, one time, I don't know if you recall, Sam Cassell was right walking yeah, by, but he was. Being normal, Sam Cassell, yeah. talking a little bit of trash at somebody like he wasn't trying to hide. Some of the kind, sometimes they'll be walking, they'll be walking, and they like they're not trying to hide, but they're not trying to be seen either. Sam didn't give two craps. He was like, "Hey, I'm just me. I'm gonna walk to this gym and then back over to that yeah. gym. If you happen to see me, I'm gonna pretend like I don't see you." He tried to. He know he's he knows that everybody saw him walking through the hall, but he gonna try to pretend like they don't. I'm like, dude, you. You're you're six foot two, six three, and you're being loud. Yeah, like we all see you, dog. It's, it's hard not to miss him. It's so, hard but, not to miss him. He looked like a baby alien anyway. Yeah, him and yeah, with oh yeah, yeah I think we used to call him the extra cranium or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was. <laughs> but he's funny. Yeah. So, but anyway, one of the, so, go ahead. One of the other things that uh, the best thing you was talking about, best thing about summer league is you can't beat the value though. Yeah, you, know, absolutely. you just you just absolutely can't beat the value, was it? I mean, the tickets kept going up and up and a little bit, but yeah. even at forty dollars, I don't think it had reached forty dollars yet. But even at forty dollars a day, I can't sit that close. I mean, I could if I you know sold a kidney, but yeah. <laughs> but I can't. I mean, we like. I mean, you super super close because we in a you know basically the Cox Stadium pavilion if you will yeah. it's basically a high school gym yeah so whether you sitting on the floor <laughs> on the floor if you sitting in the first row of bleachers or at the top of the bleachers you still pretty doggone close compared to a to an nba game yeah so 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 yeah so you guys anybody that's listening to this if you ever get a chance to go it's worth the value uh it's hot in vegas at that time of year it's hot as hell but uh Man, it's 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 such a great time. If you're a basketball lover, then you will love it. And uh, if you're if you're a basketball lover with a ton of money, then you can go to a lot of those uh, NBA parties and stuff that they have at some of the like MGM and some other places like that. You'll enjoy that too. We're not high flyers like that, so you know I ain't been to one of those parties yet. But I speak I hear for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Just because I haven't been one, don't mean I ain't gonna be at one soon. You know what I'm well, saying? I mean, I might. Maybe I'm going to go to this year's because if they have it, I'm going to be the only one there. Yeah, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so another thing about the NBA, what, what, uh, did you hear about the uh, the beef between uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell? I thought they squashed it. 
Oh, I, they may have, but I, I, last I heard was some people said it, it was unrepairable, and Mitchell was uh, pretty mad at Gobert for walking around knowing he was sick. He didn't know he had the COVID at the time, but but he, he knew he was sick. Yeah, and he's still walking around the locker room, talking to people, touching things, and that kind of stuff. I just I kind of thought that was funny. There's always some beef in the NBA, and I just I don't know if that's going to be to the detriment of the Utah Jazz or not. But but I don't think Donovan is that kind of guy that would yeah, say. I don't think so either. I mean, he doesn't feel to me like <laughs> he don't feel to me like you know what I don't like this guy no more. Let's trade him. He seemed like a dude that's about his business, and he's just going to say, I ain't going to the club with you no more. Yeah. I ain't, I wouldn't go to the club in Salt Lake City either, but there he ain't going to go out. It might be a good – man, that's a story for another day. I I, just, I was just recently uh, um, frequently with a young lady from Salt Lake, and she said there are black people there, but that's another yeah. story. <laughs> but, hey, but, hey um, new, I new just think Newsflash, there's black people everywhere. You think you're going to go somewhere where there's not something, you're like, damn, there's black people here. Yeah, there's no, black brother, people. I, I promise you, there's define everywhere. Like, if we go to South Dakota right now, you're going to find some black people. I mean, you're not going to find a lot of black people, but you're, you're going to find, find black a black person. <laughs> I want to try to tell you. And it's probably going to be me passing through to get some gas. But like, ultimately, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is that. I think Donovan Mitchell is about his business. I don't think he's the kind of dude that's going to hold a grudge and say, hey, man, trade the defensive player of the year up out of here and get me some different kind of help. I no. think I think it's just when we're on the court, it is what it is. We're going to ball out. But when it's <laughs> when the clock go on the buzzer go off, he out of there. He ain't got no conversation for him. So um, All right. what I heard or read was that Donovan – said <laughs> we still got some work to do. <laughs> like like it's yeah, right. it's not, so it's, not it's not it's not they ain't friends and they definitely ain't been hugging lately. But um uh, it is what it is. It's it's a it's a it may not be repairable to what it used to be, but it's repairable enough that they could still be contenders. Right, right. So you know good luck to the Utah Jazz about that. I, I don't have any problems with the Utah Jazz so uh you know, they're as good as anybody. If Mavericks can't win it, I don't mind anybody else, almost anybody else. Uh, so who? let's go with that. Who do you hate in the NBA? Who did you, you – for the last team you want to win the championship? Man, that's a good question. There's several of them that I, that I just dislike. Name them all. Um, no, man, that wouldn't be fair because I might have to change my allegiance. What if my favorite player go to their team? Okay, so, um, so, so name three. Uh, your, your lowest uh, three. The three. Uh, it, uh, Detroit Pistons. Okay. But speaking of favorite players, my man D Rose. D Rose went up there had a hell of a year. So that's why I'm saying I hate to be saying I don't like this team or that team, and then somebody I love go play for your squad. Now, do you, um, do you, do you hate the Pistons because of the bad boys? The yeah, bad I, but, I, but, I, but I, I hate them and I love them though. Yeah. And the reason why I say I love them because. You know, back in the 90s, you know, and I don't care what nobody say. The 90s is the best era all time. Best sports, best music. I don't care what genre of music, rap, rap, rock, disco, you name it. 90s is the best era of all time. But I'm going to get off that soapbox and and step down from the bleachers and stop preaching. But but back in the 90s, 
you had to go through something or or somebody to get your championship. Yeah. But the the Detroit Pistons made the Bulls. Uh, Jordan Ruse with the whole Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas, just the whole squad just d up Mike Meyer. and d up Scotty. Have, they had to go through something. They earned them six championships before they got the first one. And so that's why I hate them and I love them at the same time because, I mean, they helped the Bulls, you know. They made you better. Cheap. They made us better. They made us, hey man, we got if we going if we got to go do it. If you yeah. came to play, if you came to, to, to face Detroit in the 90s, the bad boy Detroit Pistons, you was gonna have to earn it. And that's why I hate them, but I love them. But Detroit, it's pretty much anybody in the Eastern Conference yeah. with my Bulls, except for the Bucks. The Bucks are still the damn Bucks. Then the Bucks ain't never been and ain't gonna be. And a reason why is because they're in Milwaukee. Ain't nothing good about Milwaukee or Wisconsin FFs except for sausage and cheese. And they all gonna cry when Anta Anta was that how you say name? Akuna Matata. That's what I say. <laughs> he get up out of there. They gonna be all crying. Told my eyes. So what he gonna do? They go. So now, nah, so I, you know, but so that would be the Pacers. All like them. Just cause ain't nothing good in Indiana outside of the Pacers. Ain't nothing good ever come out of Indiana. I used to live in Indiana, man. No, you did. I said come from. Ain't nothing in Indiana but corn. That's it. That's only thing good. Corn is stinking delicious. But that's it, my brother. Ain't nothing else good out of Indiana. But so just, if you in the Eastern Conference, I mean, in the Central Conference, Central Division of the Eastern Conference with my Bulls, then, yeah, those are probably the teams that I hate the most. Yeah, I, I, I don't like them. All right, Nothing. so my, my teams are uh, the Rockets, who I hate the most. And it, it's kind of flip-flopped a little bit. I hate the Rockets. Um, Why the Rockets? Well, because, well, one, I think they got two championships that, uh, that the Chicago Bulls gifted them. And Rockets fans will not admit facts. that. That's facts. <laughs> they will That's not facts. admit that. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I, I hate James Harden. I hate somebody. I, I just he's a great shooter, but he's also a great flopper. And you know how much I hate flopping. And he's he's I hate it when the offensive players initiate a lot of contact and then they get the foul call. I hate that. Rockets do that a lot. But you know, I've hated the Rockets for a long time, and I think it has a lot to do with this guy I went to college with because I was a Mavericks fan back then, and he was a big Rockets fan, and I didn't mind the Rockets back then. You know, Elijah Long was there, Sam Cassell, Vernon Maxwell, you know. Uh, you know big King Shot Bob before he was Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Rob. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't mind him so much then. I didn't mind him winning the championships while Jordan was gone, but – I got these couple of Rocket fans that are just always on me about how much they hate Mark Cuban and how much they hate the Mavericks, and then I just I'd get tired of listening to it. So uh, it's more about their fans than it is their team, but it's also a little bit about James Harden. But you know, Houston <laughs> so, has a has a Dallas complex anyway. Yeah, you're right. So the people of Houston hate the people of Dallas, and the people of Dallas don't even know the people of Houston exist. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like. Hmm. 
Aggie fans and Longhorn fans. Oh, just in case, because nobody knows that you're a stinking Aggie. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not that you're a wannabe Aggie. What is it? I'm not even a wannabe Aggie. Listen, I, okay, let, let me explain this to you because I have to explain this to people. Not a lot of people know I went to Texas A&M. I don't go around telling people I went to Texas A&M. I wanted to go to Duke University, and I knew I could not afford Duke University. So I went to A&M. It was the only school I applied to. I figured I could get in. I did. I went to school there. I got my degree. That's cool. I did not drink the Kool-Aid. I do not call myself an Aggie. The only thing that I ever owned that said Aggies on it was a fee statement. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, 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 I don't lie, don't lie, just because we're recording, don't, you don't have to say those kind of lies. No, I'm you serious, I'm 100% you know, serious. Good man, well, boy, you had a fit when we were talking about, they was out there with them, uh, they was, uh, what you call them, corpsmen, that what y'all call them? When they when they be sitting in the stands dressed like they in the army or something, yeah, and, and they be arm in arm. What what you call them? Cadets, corpsmen. What is it? Yeah. It don't matter what you call it. They look like they shouldn't be at a football game to me. They look like they should be down on the sideline cheerleading. So you defended that hardcore, and that makes def- you act. That's on a personal level. That's not. That's got nothing to do with the A's. Like I said, I, I will root for the A and M team. Playing football, playing basketball, whatever. I will root for them, but I, like I said, I don't tell people I went to AM. I don't have a college ring from AM. I don't have a t shirt or a sweatshirt or sweatpants or anything that says AM on it. Like I said, I don't hate them. I enjoyed my time there, but I do, and it's got nothing to do with AM. I do hate the University of Texas. <laughs> and you love the University of Texas as well. Uh, you you graduated from the University of Texas system at uh, uh, UT Dallas, right? Well, we said we you know I mean when you go to Dallas and you go to UT UTD we call it. We always say it like this. Oh, I graduated from the University of Texas at Dallas. <clears throat> you say it under <laughs> your breath. You know what I mean? We like to say stuff like we got the same chancellor. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I got discount tickets, student tickets while I was at University of Texas <clears throat> at Dallas. Yeah. But I. I mean, to me, I couldn't commute from Dallas to Austin. So, um, hey, I mean, I, 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 I did think about, you know what? I'm just going to take my last 30 credits and go down to Austin and take it and get my degree to just say University of Texas at Austin. See, yeah. there's a difference. You say it differently when you, you know, when you go to the, to the main school, to the big school. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you go to university, you get your degree from the University of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> You just uh, kind of you kind of muffle it a little bit, you're, but you're, yeah, I'm you're big time Longhorn fan, man. I don't know. We should have told the people that up front, man. We I know I, I, all, my, all my all my Chicago alliances, but I forgot about my my Longhorns. God, forgive me, Coach. Yeah, forgive me. So okay, my check get, is in the mail. Let's get back to my teams that I hate. So. I, like I said, Rockets, Rockets are number one. It used to be, uh, who is now number two, San Antonio. And San Antonio uh, is for the same reason that I that you hate Detroit, because we always had to go through them. They were really tough against us. And I hated Ginobili because he was a flopping mofo, too. He, he just, uh, just Google, Google Ginobili flop. And you, there's like all these YouTube videos come up where he, he falls over when somebody walks by him. So... Uh, I hate that too. And then uh, Lakers really don't like the Lakers, and that that's got a lot to do with the. Uh, 
Well, it, it's you know what? I respect Kobe. I know what he means to the game of basketball. Uh, but, don't say it. But it's all the foul call. You know. You know what? I, I will say Lakers and Miami are kind of like the same. They're like three three A and three B because they they. When, I'm, I'm dying over here. Let me get you back in the camera here. Let me let me get you in the camera frame, man. So yeah, it's it's all the ridiculous foul calls. I mean, and, and like at one time we were up against the Lakers by like twenty seven, something like that. They came back and beat us, and that's all our own fault. I I will say that that's our own fault. But there was a lot of just phantom foul calls in that thing, and you know you know that uh, Mark Cuban didn't help that a lot by jaw jacking with the referees and stuff like that. So nothing. They didn't want to be kind to him, so they weren't. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say there's conspiracies out there and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, I might say that about the 2006 finals, but um, yes. Anyway, anyway, so that's those are my teams that I hate in the NBA. So and those are the reasons. But you want to talk about some football NBA draft coming up? No, uh, man. You mentioned Kobe. You upset me a little bit. No, I, I named my. Kobe. I look, I'm a. I look, I'm a. I'm a Chicago diehard. When I named my last son Kobe, I love that brother. He let me. He let me. The reason why I look, I don't love the Lakers. I love Kobe, and the reason why is because he let me. He extended the life of Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and you know, everybody got a hero, and it was clear when Kobe came in the league, it was Michael Jordan. You can put in the first two, three years of Kobe. I mean, the fist pump was like Jordan's. The quotes and the inflictions in his tone of his voice when he was doing interviews after the game. He studied Jordan. Jordan. And then, you know, the the thing that both killers, both assassins, but I thought Jordan was a little soft when he came into the league. That might be because he was from North Carolina, played in North Carolina. That's where soft people play. I like North Carolina as a team, but, you know, it's not big blue nation where they build tough men. You understand? Yeah. So, but um, I thought Jordan was a little soft until he went at it with Xavier McDaniel or Xavier McDaniel. I don't know why people pronounce both, pronounce the X twice, but Xavier McDaniel they got it. I thought Jordan was soft up until that point, but Kobe came in the lead hard from the minute he came in, shooting air balls, didn't phase him one bit. I'm coming right back the next game, next minute, next hour, and I'm coming at you. So I just appreciate his whole extending the memories for me of Michael and just, you know, developing into his own man and just being an assassin and a kid. I mean, that's why I named my son Kobe. And when he died, I felt some kind of way because, I mean, I, I named my son after. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know, I'm a man that got six sons, named them all Ray, but I, this son got to be Kobe. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was a sad thing. And, uh, you know, one, one, I, I respect Kobe a lot. I, the, what he's done for the game of basketball and what he was doing after his career ended in basketball was uh, the legacy he's going to leave is just amazing. Uh, one of my favorite stories from uh, from people talking about his death and what they meant to him and that, you know, little anecdotes about how they met him and stuff like that was uh, Jimmy Fallon. Did you hear that one? Jimmy Fallon was talking on his show. Was, uh, you know, he moved to L.A. or he was out in L.A. one time uh, when Kobe was a rookie. So he was young. And uh, so he was at this party and he met Kobe and there's all these people. And 
I forget whose party it was. It was somebody big, but they were all really famous people. And Jimmy Fallon's just kind of being there, and he's just fresh off Saturday Night Live and and uh, out there in L.A. maybe doing a movie or something like that. And so he kind of sidles up to Kobe, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Because <laughs> like, they didn't really know each other. You know, at that time, Kobe wasn't Kobe. He was just, I mean, he was you know, a rookie with a lot of promise. And so they just kind of hung out together that night and, uh, and sort of just, you know, chatted while all the big famous people were talking to each other. And somebody said, hey, we're out of beer. <laughs> so uh, the other guys, uh, so Kobe and Jimmy said, yeah, yeah we'll go. Or, or one of them said, hey, we'll go. Do you want to go? Yeah, we'll go get some beer. So Jimmy Fallon goes with Kobe, the 17-year-old Kobe Bryant, to get uh, beer. So they get to the beer store, and uh, Fallon had forgotten his ID or something like that, so he couldn't get the beer. So he's like, oh, man, I, I don't have it, blah, blah, blah. And so Kobe whips out his wallet and says, I'm a Laker, and he shows his Laker ID, and the guy gave him the beer. <laughs> and so... It's, it's L.A., baby. It's a Laker yeah. time. So Fallon, <laughs> Fallon goes, you know, Fallon, what he said when he was telling this story, he said, you know, first thing I do when I, when I see you in heaven is, man, we're going on a beer run. And, <laughs> and I thought that was, that was really cool. That was really cool. All right, so we, we discussed COVID now. Let's move on to NFL. I know you love NFL. You keep track of uh, college guys a lot more than I do. Um, so so uh, tell, me, tell me what your thoughts are on the N, uh, NFL draft that's coming up. Who's going to go big? Big in terms of, of what? Like, who's going to go, like, I mean, higher than they should? Yeah, let's, let's say, who do you think is going to do better than, than a lot of people think they would? I, mean, I, I know there's a lot of people, the quarterback out of uh, LSU, you know, is he going to go first round, second round? I, I don't I think he's probably going to go fourth or fifth round, maybe. Uh, I forget his name. What, tell me what his name is. From LSU? He's yeah. going first, David. Okay, first. All right, go ahead. Did you, you say know, first, second, third, fourth round? Well, I would. Oh, I, I saw, Lord. I saw right now, people first. thinking, is this a sportcast? No, no, this listen. can't be a sport podcast. This guy don't know that Joe Burrow is going one. Wait a minute. One. Just stop. One. Let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> I said that. I was thinking, okay, he's a first-round guy. And then I saw the look on your face. I was like, oh, was I wrong? Maybe it was a third or fourth round. I, I don't know. But anyway, so that's gassing, why. I, man, I was, I was like, passing gas. I saw so the look on your face. I was that's like, what oh, the look was. Did I say something wrong? What did I say? <laughs> so there you go. So you think Burrow's first? You think he's going to live up to the hype? I mean, there's not a lot of court. There's not Cincinnati is a place where quarterbacks go to die. So it's hard to say. They got a young coach in Zach Taylor, man. So I, don't, I ain't really see nothing from them last year that makes me say he the guy. You know what I mean? It's not – he didn't show – me something like when uh, what's the Rams coach? I can't think of his name right now, but he didn't show like when that guy hit the scene. You was like, oh man, we got some. We 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 could do so. We can work with this. Zach Taylor didn't show me that last year for the Bengals. So if it's all about what organization you go to, I don't care how great you are. What's your organization like? What's the uh, people around you like? You do you gotta do you got a left tackle who can protect that blind side? So. If you asking me, I don't care who go number one. If you go into Cincinnati, I'm gonna have to see it before I believe it. But I think Joe Burrow, being an Ohio native, yeah, went to Ohio State before he went to LSU. I think that that's just a natural thing to do. You're gonna sell a few more tickets for at least two years. But I think that tour is the real deal. 
yeah. man, I, and we used to have a, a, a saying, don't damage, don't uh, drive damaged goods, yeah. right? The man got a hip and an ankle and this, that, and whatever, but I'm just going to put all my faith in modern medicine. And, and I think this dude is going to be the next, whatever it well, is. I mean, tell you what, be, let me say about what Holmes yeah. and, and Tua for the next 10 years. That's how my, good I think he's going to be. My thought on uh, Tua, I think the first game I saw him play in like the first minute, I was like, that guy's a baller. That guy's got an arm. He's going NFL as soon as he can. That guy's going to be a player somewhere. And, uh, so, but the problem right now, I think there's not a lot of teams really that need starting quarterbacks just yet. Is that right? Maybe like five or six of them. It's a, it's enough. It's enough. So it's not. Maybe you don't think you need one, but maybe you don't have the one. Does that make sense? Fair enough. So yeah. The Chargers right now are selling people. We like Tyrod Taylor. Hush. You don't, <laughs> don't like Tyrod Taylor that much. Come on now, right? Uh, your boy and my homie, Cam Newton, will be the starting quarterback of the Chargers, and they're going to draft somebody. So if Cam don't do well, he going to be up out of there. I think Cam got uh, one year to show and prove. I think that one year is going to be with the Chargers. I think whatever rookie quarterback the Chargers draft, whether they go up in the draft to get to it, because I think they sitting at five right now. I don't think two is getting past three at Washington. No. Somebody's coming to get him at three. Washington has been playing this correctly, trying to pretend like they don't like Dwayne Haskins. Well, we didn't draft him. Okay. Dwayne Haskins, I think, is a baller. I think he can play. I think he might be a slightly better than the average, but no, no worse than an average NFL quarterback. Right. Uh, playing with Rivera, I think can't do nothing but help Haskins, but the reality is, I just think that somebody, uh, Detroit is talking about moving away from Matthew Stafford. So if that's going to be a reality, somebody got to come up to get to it. They're not, he not going to be there at five. People get enamored. It's the glamour position. Everybody looking for the next Brady, but they forget that Brady was drafted in the sixth round. That yeah. Prescott was drafted in the fourth round. That's your job as an organization to draft somebody, develop them that who can ball. Don't put it all on the individual. They got to do their part. They got to study 10, 12 hours and do all the workouts too. But in my mind, there, there can't be, I, when I look at Tua, I think it's the move of the draft. Whoever get Tua to me, and and you can't judge a draft until it's three, four, five years down the road. And I'm saying in three, four, five years down the road, the person, the team, the draft is tour is the winner of the draft. I think that dude is that he ain't Patrick Mahomes good. And we didn't have to wait five, three, four, five years to see Patrick Mahomes do his thing. We know that they won that draft. My Chicago Bears who drafted Mitch Trubisky. In the with the second pick, and Mahomes was drafted ten. We will tell you that Kansas City Chiefs won that draft, and we didn't even have to wait four years. We didn't even have to wait three years. Can I say something about Mr. Trubisky? No, Lord, don't go ahead. He's awful. He's awful. I, I, <laughs> I, I, 
look, guys, anybody listening to this, let me tell you, let me tell you about the Brotherhood. So because I'm some of those guys will probably watch this. We'll send it to them, they'll probably watch it. So hey guys, you know, everybody on the Brotherhood, I love you guys. I've been, I've been loving being in the chat room with you guys and listening to everybody's takes and all that kind of stuff. But Trubinsky is, is awful. You can't I, even say the brotherhood and, without telling people who the brotherhood is. All right, let's let's talk, talk about the brotherhood. So, brotherhood, do you tell them? They're, they're you know. So the brotherhood is a group of brothers that I went to high school with. We kind of grew up together in some kind of way, shape, form, and fashion. There was brothers that I knew from the time I was three. And then that brother went on to a different school in grade school. He met some other brothers, and I went to a different grade school. And then we all kind of met in high school, and we added a cousin or two here and there. We added it, and then we just called ourselves the Brotherhood. I, I, don't, I was never one fond of the name because I, when I hear Brotherhood, I hear a different kind of Brotherhood. But that's, yeah, it's a group of brothers, and you're the only white guy in the group. Yes. And so, so guys, I, I appreciate you allowing me to eavesdrop on your conversations and uh, sometimes take part in them. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. I read everything that's uh, that's on there uh, at some point or another. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I think I've since I've been in the Brotherhood like three or four years now. I, I've I've read every message on there ever. Never skipped any. Uh, so, you know, if I miss a few hours or a day or whatever, I will go back and read through and see who said what and what we're talking about and all that kind of stuff. So, but that's, to you, to you guys, real, that's real PC of you. We got brothers on there that don't make no comments. You over here talking about, well, I read everything. It's okay if you don't. I believe that you do. I do. It's all right if it's all right if you don't. It's entertaining to me. I mean, because just you know, I you know, I'm somebody who's. Uh, uh, lived in a different culture. I've got lots of friends from different cultures. You know, I, I, uh, I was lucky enough to live in England for a while. So I've got friends all over Europe. Uh, just met some folks. I uh, uh, took a trip to, to Vietnam last fall and met some folks there. I've been uh, uh, texting with somebody there all, all week this week. Uh, so, you know, so I, I love talking to other cultures and, and all that kind of stuff. And not that your culture is that far from mine. We're all Americans and, and you know, but, 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 uh, South Chicago is a lot different from where I grew up, but uh, I grew up in rural North Carolina where, once again, I was the minority. So, uh, you know, I, I, I went to a, a, a elementary school that was, you know, 90% African-American. So uh, all of our friends, uh, you know, if, if you want to have friends, you had some black friends. So uh, that's the way life was. But again, you know, with the Brotherhood, I appreciate you guys letting me in. Uh, and I know that's out of love for Ray that you, you let me come in and let Ray invite me in. And I appreciate that. But I need to they tell love you, you, they love you more than they love you. <laughs> but <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is awful. I saw his first game in the NFL. I said he needs to go, or he needs to sit for a year or two on the bench with a, a real quarterback in front of him. He is terrible. It falls. He is terrible. <laughs> and some of those guys defend him and say, "Give him, a, give him a chance. He's learning. He's getting." No, he's awful. He is not good. He's just not. And he's one, he's one of the few people I've said this about. You know, I'm not a Cam fan, even though I'm a Panthers fan. And maybe we'll get into that later, some other thing or whatever. But he's one of the few people I said I would not trade Cam Newton for him. So that's <laughs> that's pretty bad for you because you awful. really did not like Cam. No. You know what's 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 the killer thing is Trubisky 
is is Polish, is it not? Is it not, not a Polish descent name? Sure. Chicago has the second highest Polish population in the planet, only to Poland. Yeah. He could have been a star. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could have been a star. Okay. <laughs> so moving on, we got some good football talk in there. Uh, Tua, Tua is the guy. That's what Ray says. And I, I don't disagree with him. I First time I saw him play, I agree with you. So uh, let's move to the offseason. Uh, so, you know, I know everything now is offseason. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is, this is a time, you know, something I set up, said, hey, let's talk about it. You know, if NBA is in session, let's talk about, you know, baseball or something in the summer. Or, you know, if it's, you know, if, if we're in the, you know, whatever, we can talk about football in the offseason or something like that. Um, everything is the offseason right now. But uh, I will say this, the, the one thing that's in season right now, and I heard this, my boss, you know, Scott, uh, told me this week that um, the WWE is, they were deemed essential in Florida. Amen. So, God bless the governor of Florida. So they're going to do, <laughs> I guess with no fans, they're going to do uh, Monday Night Raw or some, one, of their, one of their things. So let me ask you this, because this is what I thought about. So usually they do that stuff pay-per-view. Is that correct? Or no, they do. No, what? only the okay. big events of pay per view: okay. SummerSlam, WrestleMania, blah blah blah. Okay, so I'm not I'm not a wrestling fan, so I just uh, you know I I I never why I know Monday Night Raw and something Nitro is it Friday Night Nitro Thursday Night whatever. Here's the deal. Yeah. So what you saying basically on this podcast? We can't I can't break out my top five all time greatest oh, wrestlers. Right, I'll listen. But if you ain't going to join, it ain't going to work. Go but, ahead, man. You got the but, but Okay. So I grew up in North Carolina, like I said. So back in the day. How you grow up in North Carolina well, and let me not finish. Woo! Mr. That, Rick Flint. Okay, that's where I was going with it. That's what just, just so back in the day when I was a little kid, I watched some of that stuff. So Ric Flair, you know who I like better than Ric Flair? Ricky Valentine. And nobody ever talks about him. And he was yeah, I, I liked him. Uh, but you know, I ran into Ric Flair one time in the Charlotte airport. And that dude is tiny, tiny. He's like five foot nine. I saw him and I was like, there's no way he's that little, but he is. So yeah, back in the day, man, I like, I like the uh, Ric Flair and Ricky Valentine and uh, the, the uh, Von Erich brothers and those guys. So I, I what? Really like Von Erich. I can't believe I, I do have a top five list. I oh. did lead Von, Von Erich. That's a, that's a, man, we got more shows to do. That's another show for another day. Okay. But I did lead Von Erich off, man. I'm going to have to put at least one on. All right. So anyway, that's, uh, so what I was thinking was like, okay, if they were going to do this pay-per-view, I, I would think, well, maybe since they're the only sport that's going to do anything live, that they should have it on TV because they, more people would watch and they'd make more ad revenue so that that TV station could jack up that ad revenue, but they're not doing it pay-per-view. So it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, I thought they'd make more money doing it on live but what TV. They, but what they are doing, because I guess they're in Orlando. Yeah. And with the governor deeming it an essential business, I guess he was saying something about without the WWE, it would be harder to recover as a state when the pandemic is over. But now that means boxing, UFC. If we going into uh, the WWE facilities, we can go over. If they putting on them, they can put these on too. We don't need no fans to do boxing either. We don't need no fans to do UFC either. So now that brings back, we was talking about earlier, which sport comes first. Well, it's going to obviously, 
real sports, no disrespect to WWE, where it's obviously going to be UFC because Dana White was killing himself trying to buy islands and whatnot just to put his events on. So now, if that's going to be the case, now all he got to do is ho holler at Vince McMahon. And I, I think they already decided that Tony Ferguson is going to be uh, the, uh, the headliner for the next UFC fight. I, I don't know. I think they said May. So he already trying to talk with Vince McMahon so they can go out there in Florida and put that event on. So, you know, I think what one thing they're going to have to do, like they did back in the, the late 80s, early 90s or whatever, when you, uh, is they had to do AIDS testing or HIV testing before guys could get in the ring. I think they're probably, they, they might have to do some like COVID-19 testing or something like that before one guy gets in the ring with another. I, I don't know. Yeah, here we go with this. First of all, I appreciate you saying COVID-19 because every time somebody say Corona and they ain't got a bottle with a, with a, with a fruit wedge in it, it just ticks me off, man. So I, I, I got appreciate you saying COVID-19. Yeah. All right, so but anyway, they probably have to do something like that, I would imagine. But uh, uh, anyway, so that's what's going to be happening with uh, with wrestling. Wrestling is going to be the only sport on television. I'm kind of surprised actually that golf is not uh, is not playing their tournaments because you know they're they're out walking. It's the ultimate social distancing sport. A absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I mean, you don't have to have crowds there watching you, man. I mean, let's. I mean, you can put it on TV. And it's it's one on one, you know. You guys don't have to stand within six feet of each other on the tee box. So I'm really Absolutely. shocked that golf is not uh, doing their thing. That's I uh, think I, I don't have no idea why the Masters ain't jumping off. But my guess is, without people, that's it's a lot less money. You know, we need people out here not for the visual, but they got to be out there buying drinks, foods, and snacks, and all that other good T-shirts, whatever it might be. But you got to believe with uh, that many people at home as there are right now, if you put on the Masters and say nobody can come watch it in person, the ad revenue from that is going to blow away everything else on TV right now. I know, but that, what does that mean? It, to, it's, it's not that as mean, much That money. means a lot to the network, but it doesn't mean nothing to the PGA. The deal is the deal. That deal has already been made for the PGA, right? You don't whatever think there's a percentage? Nah, whatever your NFL contract, I could be wrong. But I know that the current NFL contract that they signed with Fox, Monday Night, uh, ESPN, whoever it is, that's the deal. Now, if all of a sudden I get, if I'm ESPN, if I'm Fox, and my ratings are still going through the roof and I'm charging advertisers more, the NFL don't get more. You only get more when it's time to do the next contract. But here's the deal about that, is that if there is no game, there is no ad revenue. So if you don't put a game on, you get no money. So, no, your contract, look, man, we might have to look that up. Your contract, yeah, we're going to have to. I'm saying, what I'm saying to you right now is the NFL already got that money. They didn't, like, excuse me, the NBA, let's use NBA, because they had to actually shorten their season. They ain't giving that money back to ESPN. They ain't giving that money back to ABC. The deal was the deal. I got it. Now, unless they had a, a clause in the contract Whereas, I, I, and I believe it was basketball players, the the NBA, they do have a clause in the in the contract where I didn't they didn't call it a pandemic, but it was for certain situations like pandemics where we don't have to pay you your full salary. So there were people that were wondering if they were going to exercise that clause or not. I, so I bet, I bet there's some stipulations in like big money contracts like that. 
I, I bet you that NBA is not going to get full money from ESPN like like maybe you think they are. I I bet there's some some uh, and and you know it's like the XFL that you know they're declaring bankruptcy to get out of that. I don't think the NBA is going to declare bankruptcy, uh, or ESPN is going to declare bankruptcy. But I bet you there is some sort of relief uh, mechanism in the contract. Uh, so, but again, we would have to look that up. You're right. So uh, that's an interesting topic to think about maybe for next week maybe we'll look some of that up and talk about it then um so okay so uh that's you know tailgating the world in general uh whatever so i, I got a spot here for it's called uh ray's rumination i had ray's rant on there but uh you know i, I ran all the time i know you do but i don't want to make it sound like that's all you do so rumination is something awful it doesn't have to be a rant i know this is kind of like a uh uh spur of the moment kind of thing of us actually doing this first episode. So I don't know if you had anything prepared or thought about tonight that you really want to talk about that's on your mind. Man, for Ray's rumination, I just want to say that um, whether you believe in COVID-19 or not, whether you think that the numbers are inflated or not, as I do, um, people should be taking care of themselves regardless of what coronavirus, you know what I mean? There's I'm pretty sure there's other things out there that has taken more lives this year than the coronavirus. But we're not screaming the alarm on that. So I'm just saying, I think people should just take care of themselves, regardless of what it is. Why Why did it take COVID-19 to make people wash their hands? <laughs> Come on, man, you nasty. And just while we own, while we own Ray's rumination, I just want to say to all my fellas, Learn to wash your hands properly when you go to the bathroom. When I say proper, I don't mean the 20 seconds. I know what I ain't what I, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm saying, brother, wash your hands before you take your willy out and use the urinal, right? Because my willy was clean when I put it in my drawers, right? So you've been touching people all day long and desk and at your job and then you walk right up to the urinal whip out your willy you i ain't touching myself my clean willy before i'm gonna i'm gonna wash my hands before i touch my willy and then i'm gonna use the bathroom because willy was clean when i when i started when i walked in the bathroom willy was clean <laughs> willy gonna stay clean uh, i knew where that was going <laughs> We had this discussion already. I knew where that was going. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Is that uh, you done with your rumination? Anything? Man, I ain't got no ruminations until tomorrow. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the, the next, uh, the next up is Dave's dialogue. So we go with Ray first, and then I'll, I'll just say something. I, 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 uh, I have a niece that's a nurse. So I know that uh, she's dealing with this stuff on the front lines. I know a lot of people out there are dealing with this stuff on the front line. Uh, he said Rob's whole family, Rob, one of the brotherhood, uh, has tested positive, and I think they're doing all right. Albert's mom was in the hospital for a little bit, and uh, I think she's at home recovering now. So I know uh, there's a lot going on out there, and, and, and whether, whether we're uh, you know throwing up panic or not about this, there's a lot of people out there that are going to be suffering not only because of actually having COVID-19, but also because, you know, they're not working. Uh, somebody said, I think I read an article this week that said uh, 30% of Americans maybe didn't pay their rent this month because they couldn't pay their rent because right. all, all service personnel are out of uh, work. 
uh, restaurants are trying to stay afloat, just doing takeout. And I tell you what, uh, my job has been deemed essential because we support uh, aviation. And so I'm very lucky right now that I, I get to go to work every day and still get a paycheck. And, and I realize that. And uh, when, when folks come back uh, to working at restaurants and all that kind of stuff, when we're able to do that stuff again, uh, my tips are going to be bigger. Uh, so, you know, I was one of the lucky people that got to work through this situation. And it's not just you guys that uh, are out of work. It's uh, the doctors and, and nurses out there on the front lines. Um, man, I know you guys are having a tough time. Um, so I just, you know, our prayers and thoughts are with everybody that's, that's suffering kind of this uh, from, from this. And I, I know that uh, when the economy gets back going, it's probably going to be slow going. They're going to kind of, uh, I would bet they kind of roll out. Uh, okay, you know, this this next section of industry can can come back to work now. Let's see how that goes. And then this next industry can come back. And probably service industry is going to be one of the last ones to do that. Um, so if you are a bartender and you need that to go through school or you need that to get your rent paid or, or, or buy food for your kids or, or something like that, our thoughts are with you. And like I said, when we come back, my, my tips are going to be bigger. Uh, Jamal, I know you'll probably see this. So uh, Jamal is a friend of mine that I met uh he has his own podcast called What Do I Know Sports? Uh, look that up. We uh, pub another people podcast already. He's a friend of mine. You know, we all talk about sport. Uh, so uh, Jamal, he's also a bartender. And, uh, you know, that's where we met and started talking about sports. And you've met him. I took you up to meet him and uh, had some wings at his joint. And uh, so uh, when this is all done, Jamal, I'll come by and I promise you get a good tip from me. So, but uh, uh, I'll spread around what I have the best I can. I got my... Uh, coronavirus uh, COVID-19 uh, bonus check today from the government. It was in my account this morning when I looked into my savings account or my checking account. So uh, I will spread that around the best I can. And uh, that's that's uh, Dave's dialogue for the day. So I think with that, I, I, I'd say we, we did a pretty good show to start uh, for something that wasn't really planned very well. But, uh, <laughs> some great yeah, facts. So we'll write down some stuff for next week and maybe uh, uh, cover a little bit more ground. I, you know, I'll be more prepared to talk about uh, some of the things that you know more about, like the football and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my my football knowledge, uh, I like football, but I don't love football. Like I love basketball, so most of my football knowledge comes from uh, dominating fantasy leagues, as I uh, normally do. If you're listening, Brotherhood, that's uh, two championships for me in uh, what five or six years. Uh, so uh, we'll say that. <laughs> I am good at it. I am just good at throwing salt. Just throwing salt. Just yeah. uh, salt. You throwing salt and shade just all over the place. Well, you know. So anyway, so I want to thank you. Uh, say thank you to my brother Ray. I uh, love you, man. I love doing this. It's something we should have done a long time ago. I love these conversations we have, and uh, hopefully other people will find them entertaining. And uh, with that, I, I say thank you and good night. And uh, anything else you'd like to say? Peace. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll hit uh, stop here and uh, put this up. Thanks, guys. Good night.